Hello, Calvary Temple online viewers. Welcome to the new year, 2023. It's hard to believe that we're there, but we're there. And uh, and I, I have the privilege of uh, opening out this year. And so I'm really excited to be able to speak to you today on behalf of the Pregnancy Support Center of Westman here in Brandon, and um, and also just to encourage you. I, I hope that I can do that today. Um, I did listen to last week's message online with the three lovely ladies, uh, lovely pastor ladies from Calvary Temple, and it was fantastic. And um, it actually caused a lot of reflection in my own heart. I, um, you know, I thought about back 25, almost 25 years ago now when I started here at Calvary Temple as one of the pastoral team and um, just what that looked like for me. And it it actually did look a little bit different um, than it does now. Um, I was the only female pastor on staff and uh, and the male pastors that I was that I was on staff with at that time had never been on staff with a female pastor. And so um, there was a little bit of adjustment, but uh, I have nothing but good to say about it. It was fantastic. And um, yeah, my one of the questions that was asked last week um, to the ladies was, uh, how did how did you experience your call into ministry? And um, I would have to probably answer differently than I think um, all three of them did. Um, I was raised in a in a home where my dad was my pastor, and um, and so even though I always felt a real draw to ministry and a call to ministry, um, I did not want pastoring to be um, my full time job or experience, and so I kind of uh, pushed away from that. And, um, and, you know, just because I, I, I knew growing up in a pastor's home that it, it's a little bit like you're in a glass cage or, um, you know, sometimes there's expectations put on families, uh, pastor, pastoring families that are just not really attainable for any family. And, and I just didn't really want that for my home. So, you know, it was something that I kind of shied away from a little bit, but, um, uh, when, when the job was offered to me, um, my initial reaction was no, thank you. Uh, but you know, I, I had a few conversations with the Lord about that and ended up, um, taking the position. And I can tell you that it, it was with absolutely no regrets. Uh, I loved every moment of, uh, pastoring and it was just a, a real privilege to be able to do so. Um, it, it, uh, it sort of pushed me into a lot of things that I uh, wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but it, it was very good for me. And um, so when I resigned almost six years ago now to um, to go out to the West Coast to uh, go through end of end of life years with my parents, um, resigning actually uh, was very difficult. I, I it was hard to say goodbye to ministry life at that point. And um, but I I wouldn't trade the years that I spent on the coast with my parents for anything in the world either. That was just uh, an amazing, amazing experience. And I loved being there with them and having that as uh, my forever memory. Um, but when they 
both passed away in 2021. Uh, we knew that our West Coast days were done. Um, and uh, we started making arrangements to move back to uh, Brandon, to our home here. And, um, and we love being back here as well. Um, coming back brought its own challenges. And, um, and I want to share a little story with you today that, that just um, might be a good story to go into the new year with. Um, when we were preparing to move back to Brandon, um, we, of course, um, you know, we're looking at all the ways to get our stuff back here. And, and we, you know, we had sold a lot of our furniture before moving out to the coast. So we just were able to move with a very small uh, box uh, when, we, when we moved out. But coming back, uh, we had furniture we wanted to bring back here. So we were looking at truck options and that type of thing. We decided that we would uh, reserve a 26-foot truck and uh, Jerry would drive the truck and I would drive the car and we would make our way back to Manitoba. So we were reserved well in advance. And um, it, four days before we were to pick up the truck, um, I called just to see if we could make arrangements to pick up the blankets ahead of time and get furniture wrapped up and that type of thing. Only to be told that there were no 26-foot trucks anywhere on the lower mainland. And uh, at that point, I was a little bit panicked thinking like, okay, we, we need the truck in four days. When will you be adding trucks? Well, they had no idea. Apparently there was a migration from West coast going East and there literally were no trucks anywhere on the West coast. Um, and the whole lower mainland, Vancouver, everywhere, there were no 26 foot trucks. And uh, I called on a Saturday and she, the person I was talking to, although she caused panic in, in my system, uh, she suggested that I wait until Monday and, and call back and talk to the supervisor, I guess. And so I did that. And um, on Monday, I was told the same thing, no trucks anywhere. Uh, they're all Alberta and East. And um, so I, I'm like, yeah, but you're a moving truck company. We had a reservation. How can there be no trucks? But that's how it was. And um, so, you know, I I had this like sense of great panic um, going on inside of me, just thinking like, what on earth are we going to do? Uh, and, the, and I really felt the Lord just say, stay calm and quiet. And and so I, I did that on the phone with the individual that I was talking to. And, um, and she, you know, after we discussed the possibilities, and really they weren't, there weren't any, um, she said, can I just put you on pause or on, on hold for a moment? And I said, yeah, okay. And um, she did that. I, I stayed on hold for a few minutes and she came back and said, I found you a 20 foot truck about an hour and a half from where, where you live. <clears throat> uh, I can get you, I can get you that for the day that you need it. And, um, <clears throat> of course there was relief, but at the same time, I'm like a 20 foot truck. I'm pretty sure. Cause we were, you know, unsure about the 26 foot truck. Will everything fit? I said, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be able to make a 20 foot truck work for us. Uh, we, we, I mean, I guess we could sell off some stuff or whatever before we move, but a 20 foot truck wasn't going to be big enough. So, um, she said, well, 
<clears throat> let me put you on hold for a minute again. So she put me on hold again, came back a few minutes later, and she said, I also found you a 15-foot truck. It's about 45 minutes from where you live. And I said, okay, so um, so would would we be able to book both of them? And she said, yeah, that would be great. And then I thought, wait a minute, that doesn't work because I need to drive a truck then. Jerry needs to drive a truck. What's going to happen with our car? There's nobody to drive our car back. And um, so I explained this to her. I said, it sounds like a great solution, but I don't think it's going to work for us either because we have nobody to drive our vehicle. And she said, well, um, you, you would need a car hauler for that. I said, okay, can we book a car hauler? And this will solve everything. She's like, well, there aren't any available on the West Coast. They're all, they're all gone. And I'm like, oh, really? So she said, well, just, <clears throat> just a minute. Let me put you on hold. She put me on hold a third time, came back a few minutes later and said, I found a car hauler for you. It is about, it's actually 15 minutes from where we lived. I said, perfect. Can you book all of this stuff for us? We'll do it. And um, just in in talking to her while she was booking it, and she said, because now you're you're taking two trucks back rather than one, we'll give you half off the uh, truck rental. And so I was like, that's great. Let's do it. So we booked everything. Um, we had a couple, you know, I had a couple nights or we had a couple nights of maybe not so great sleep over the weekend, just pondering all of this stuff. But then, you know, God came through and provided all this stuff. Well, when it came time to actually um, picking up the trucks, the day we picked up the trucks and started loading them, we actually needed not a 26 foot truck, but we needed a 20 and a thir- and a 15 foot truck, which was a total of 35 feet of truck now. Um, and we needed all of that for our stuff to move back to Manitoba. So somehow when we did not know what we needed, God knew. And he arranged it in such a way that our needs were covered and met. And uh, it was just a, a an absolute amazing experience to walk through. So here we are. Now, I I was planning on driving the car, but I'm driving a 20-foot truck through the mountains, and Jerry's driving the 15-foot truck pulling the car hauler. And and we couldn't talk to each other because there wasn't Bluetooth in the vehicles, and so we were just moving along. And so there's a lot of time for for us and God, you know, um, individually to to just have conversation while we were driving through the mountains and across the prairies. And um, I I did have it was a time in my life where I I actually had apprehension because when we left here and moved out there I knew what I was going for I was going to be with my parents we we knew what we were going for we had a purpose set before us coming back I didn't know what we were coming back for I didn't know what I was coming back to I tried not working for a while uh, after I left here, when I first moved out there, it didn't work for me. I, I really need to work. I love working. And so coming back, not knowing any of those, well, any of the answers to those kinds of questions was really unnerving. And, um, you know, and and God just, he dropped a concept in my heart that was just so wonderful. It's not something um, that I didn't know already, but it it was just, it was so real and so relevant uh, where I was at. And it was just such a beautiful thing for for me to have refreshed in my memory. He dropped the, the idea that 
um, that he is already in tomorrow. He's already there. And, and I might not know what tomorrow holds, but he does. And I, and I think going into this new year, that might be just something that we all need to just sit and, and meditate on a little bit. He's already in tomorrow. He's waiting for us there. You know, the past, it's, it's history. And, and moving forward, we don't have to go um, into an unknown future with all kinds of worry and stress and, and all of that. We can know, we can know that he's already in tomorrow. He's there preparing the way for us. And, you know, there's a, an old song that we used to sing, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." I feel like that's a good reminder for today, going into the new year. "'Tis so sweet. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus, to know that He's already there. He's already ahead of us. Little did I know that when I was arriving back in Manitoba. It was also the time that uh, Amanda, who was the previous executive director for the Pregnancy Support Center, she had just resigned. And, um, and it ended up that I, and I took that position. And um, God had already prepared that for me in advance. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was coming back to, but God had it all figured out. And so here I am today representing the Pregnancy Support Center of Westman, and I'm able to share with you a few things um, that um, we are doing down at our center, things that you may or may not know already, but uh, I just want to share with you a little bit about what, what goes on there. Um, so before I arrived at the center, Amanda was the executive director, and I have big shoes to fill because she was uh, an extremely capable um, visionary leader, and um, she just she brought so much growth to the center um, during her time uh, of leadership there. And so I had big shoes to fill. I can't be Amanda, but I can be me. I'm Ruth. And so I, I'm uh, excited to go where God is going to direct us in the next few years and um, just excited to see what's going to happen um, through my time ministering there. Um, the, the center has had exceptional leadership over 30-some years of being in Brandon. And, uh, and although... You know, um, we'd, we'd have to say life is different 30 years ago, 35 years ago, um, to what it is today. Um, the, the, the heart behind the center, the, the thought behind the center, the vision, the mission of the center has pretty much stayed the same. And, um, and so I'm thankful for all the wonderful leaders that have, um, that have been there prior to my time. Um, and, uh, I just want to be able to continue the, the wonderful work that they've done and, uh, see where, where God wants us to go in, in the next little while. There is a, uh, our, the mission of the center is still to bring hope and healing to women and families who need support with pregnancy, pregnancy options, and parenting. And um, we envision uh, a community where every life has value and no one faces pregnancy, pregnancy or parenting alone. 
And, and that sounds wonderful. Um, but here's the reality. Um, there's a song that uh, I was listening to a little bit over the summer, and it, it really caught my attention. It's by Chris Tomlin, and it's called, Is He Worthy? Um, and it, it starts out sort of by asking a question, and then you can hear this choir come in behind and answer the question. The question is, um, do you feel the world is broken? And you hear the choir come in and answer, we do. Um, do you feel the shadows deepen? The choir comes in, we do. But then it asks this question, but do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. And I really felt that um, that was such an uh, accurate statement of the world we're living in. It is broken. It is broken on so many levels. And, um, you know, we, we recognize that all around us. Um, but all that darkness won't stop the light from getting through when we just allow God's uh, kindness and his love to be represented through our lives. And so um, it is a privilege to be able to work at the center, uh, even in a broken, a very broken world. We have a wonderful staff. Um, there's uh, six employees down there. Um, and uh, three of them are full-time, and three of them are part-time. And we are just uh, loving working together. Um, we have uh, Jackie, who is our client services director, uh, client care director, and she is wonderful. She is the person that you would talk to if you call in or make an appointment to talk to somebody about pregnancy options and, and things like that. She was the one that you would speak with. Um, Michelle is also a full-time um, staff member, and she works with the housing program, uh, which is called Bridgeway. And, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But uh, and then we have three part-time. Um, Carissa is a, a support worker for uh, the Bridgeway Housing Program, who works with directly with Michelle. Um, Tina is our office administrator. And, uh, and then we have Sandra, who is our Spanish uh, client services um, worker, and she's wonderful. She comes in on Mondays, and um, she has her whole community that she works with, and they know to call on Mondays and come in on Mondays to work with her. Uh, so that's our staff. We have seen a huge increase in volume of, uh, of visits, um, calls, uh, appointments, that type of thing. Uh, 2021, just a few statistics for you to think through. Uh, we had a, just over 500 um, visits or calls to the center. In 2022, the next year, we're up over 1,100. And so that tells you that uh, the the need is there for sure, and um, and you know there's a there's a definitely an issue with poverty in Brandon and um, well the world and um, and so we're seeing the effects of all these kinds of things and so uh, we definitely have a need in front of us and we are just so thankful um, to God for allowing the center to be there, to be a resource to the women and families of the Westman area. Our day-to-day -day is uh, quite busy, either, either with phone calls or, or appointments coming in. Sometimes it's people dropping off donations. Um, all of our, our supplies are, are there by donation. So diapers, wipes, formula, um, uh, clothing, um, cribs, the larger items, uh, playpens, 
car seats, strollers, all of those things are by donation. And we are so grateful for uh, a community that really has wrapped their arms around this need and, um, and ha- brings in donations uh, every week so that we are able to supply them to the families and to the women who need them. Uh, so our day-to-day is, is busy with all kinds of things like this. Uh, but I, I, I just wanted to let you know that um, there are real people with real needs that we meet on a day-to-day basis in all the busyness. And so we try to attend to each one of those needs. It could be someone who just tested positive for pregnancy, uh, maybe a young person. And uh, we had somebody not that long ago who came in and, and um, she was she needed to talk to somebody because her parents were actually wanting to, her to have an abortion and she didn't want to have an abortion. And, and so, you know, she just needed help making, making a decision. She wanted to talk through what all the options were. And, um, and when we were able to share with her, um, the option of support, a parenting with support, you know, we, we can help provide all of these things that are needed, um, bringing a new life into the world and, and, and parenting, uh, all these helps that we can provide through the center. Uh, she was convinced totally that she wanted to parent. And, um, you know, in, in this situation, her parents actually asked her to leave home for a while. And, and so she had to, she had to make some really tough choices. Uh, and, and we, you know, we prayed for her, we prayed for her situation and, and, um, miraculously her parents changed their mind and they allowed her to, um, stay at home and, and chose to support her. And we're very thankful for that. Um, you know, it could be somebody calls into the center and, and it might be somebody who's in their thirties or forties or fifties, um, who maybe had an abortion in their early years. I had, uh, there was a woman who came in, um, not that terribly long ago, who, who was close to 40, who had an abortion 20 some years ago. And, um, and thought that it was buried deep down inside and, and that, you know, it was never to be heard or seen of again. And, uh, and then all of a sudden something triggered memories and, and she just, was a mess. She was a heap of emotion. And, uh, you know, her, she, she had never told anybody, uh, her family didn't know, uh, she was married at this point and had children and they didn't know. And she, she didn't want to tell them. And, and so, you know, helping her sort through how do you deal with these feelings 20 some years later? Um, you know, what, when, when there's faith involved and, and she did have faith, um, what is that, what does forgiveness from God look like? What does forgiveness to yourself for yourself look like? Uh, all of these things we were able to discuss and pray about. And, and it was just such a, a beautiful conversation. It was very, uh, very emotional and very spiritual. And, uh, so, you know, that might happen in a day and, and, or, you know, um, again, not that long ago, um, a woman came in, she was pregnant, she had three children and, um, her hydro had been turned off, uh, because she didn't have money to pay her bills. And, um, 
she she was actually contemplating a, an abortion as well, just because she really didn't know how to bring another child into the world with the resources that she had. And sitting down with our client services director, she was able to um, talk about like, okay, so why is your hydro turned off and, and, you know, do you have your child tax credit? Well, no, she didn't because she hadn't had her income tax done and didn't have money to get her income tax done. And, and so our client services director, Jackie was able to sort through all of these things with her, spent literally the whole afternoon calling hydro, calling different agencies to try and get, um, help with, you know, having her taxes done so she could get her child tax credit and, and, and then she would have the money needed to, to pay for her bills. And all of these things were, were worked out. She left the office at the end of the day, called back uh, the next day. Um, she she was able to go that morning and get her taxes done. She was able to um, get her, uh, Jackie had made arrangements for hydro to turn her heat back on or her electricity back on. All of these things happened. And she was so encouraged. You know, the day before she walked in, hunched over, just heavy with the weight of the world on her shoulders. Today, uh, the day that she called back, she had renewed hope and vision. She she felt like she could parent. She, she, she was able to. And, and you know, um, these are these are the situations that we might run into day to day, and it's just so wonder to be wonderful to be able to be there and be this resource for people. And we we attribute this to uh, just the wonderful people of Brandon churches, individuals who who donate and um, practical things and and financially so that we are able to have this resource here in Brandon. Um, you, you might think that uh, most of the women that we see are, are young women, but to be honest with you, most of the women are in their 30s and 40s, and uh, many of them have come from very, very difficult backgrounds, um, sometimes abuse and um, just very challenging, messy lives, and, and they just need help um, at this point in their life straightening things out and finding a new path forward, and we're just so thankful to be able to help women and families with this. We do have a housing program called Bridgeway. Um, maybe you're familiar with uh, what was Kairos House a f um, several years back, 2015, I believe, Kairos House started. And it ran for about five years. And, and then they, uh, they shut it down and they kind of revamped and, and changed the model a little bit and went to, instead of a house model, they went to independent, uh, supported independent housing. So we now lease four uh, beautiful new apartments um, through the the YFC buildings downtown and um, we have uh, four suites that moms can single moms can live in with uh, one or two children and um, very often they're pregnant when they come in and um, it's a supported independent program that helps these women um, just find a clear path forward. And, and we're there to help with, you know, relational things, um, practical things, just support, um, having that around them in, in the initial stages until they are able to, and feel like they are capable of living independently and then they move on. And, and so we're just so grateful to be able to have this and, um, and to offer this to, uh, the women and, and families of Brandon and Westman area. So, uh, this is a, a very wonderful part of our program, uh, our center. And, um, we're just so thankful to have it and, and to be able to offer this. Uh, but again, 
Um, it involves women who sometimes are coming from very messy and confusing and uh, conflicting backgrounds. And so there's, um, there's a lot of uh, support needed possibly initially until they find uh, a clear path and, and uh, feel like they have the support that they need internally and around them to be able to move into an independent lifestyle. So these are some of the things that we do at the center. And um, there's ways for you to be involved. Uh, we do have a lot of fantastic volunteers that we are so thankful for. Um, some of them come weekly and um, they work in the care closet, which is where all the clothing and formula and diapers and all of that stuff is kept. And um, women call in and, and they'll make an order. And, you know, our volunteers are downstairs preparing these orders, sorting clothes, washing clothes, um, getting everything ready. And, and so if you feel like you have few hours that you would like to do something very worthwhile with during a week, give us a call. We'd love to um, talk to you about volunteering. Uh, you can help us by praying for us. Absolutely. We need your prayer. We cannot provide this service, this ministry to Brandon without a foundation of prayer underneath it. Um, it is, it is all God. And so we are just, um, we're just believing in, in the hearts of people to pray for, um, the center and what's going on down there. Um, you can donate, you can donate, use clothing, baby clothing, infant clothing, um, baby paraphernalia, uh, cribs, playpens, anything like that. If you want to do something worthwhile with your, with your stuff, when you're finished with it, please uh, think of us. We, we have mums on a waiting list waiting for a lot of this stuff. Um, you can definitely donate financially. We, um, we are a nonprofit and, um, we are very thankful for all of the donations that come in to allow us to continue to do, uh, what we are doing here in Brandon. So just as I close out today, um, you know, I, I just want to tell you that, um, we are so thankful to be able to look at this next year with all of its unknowns, um, and say, God, we know that you are already there. You're already ahead of us. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. It is so sweet to be able to um, give all of these things that are far too big for us to carry um, and place them in, in capable hands of a God who sees everything, knows everything. He's already there ahead of us. And he's waiting for us there. He's waiting for us in tomorrow. And he just he's asking that we don't carry the weight of tomorrow on our shoulders today because he really needs us today to focus on being all that he wants us to be. Um, in the world that we're living in today. He needs us to be the kindness, the love, the support today. And we can't do that if we're worrying about tomorrow. So my encouragement for this new year is um, whatever your circumstances are, uh, whether you're carrying, you feel like maybe you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, maybe you've got some big unknowns, um, you know, approaching in the, in the near future. I just want to encourage you to trust Jesus. I want to encourage you to um, believe that he is already there in the future waiting for you. And I want to thank you specifically, Calvary Temple, for your support to our center, um, Pregnancy Support Center. I want to thank you for financially giving. Uh, I want to thank you for um, the, your prayer support. I want to thank you for the individuals who give to the center. We are so grateful for your support. And we, are, we want you to know that when women walk 
through our doors, um, it's not just us greeting them. You are there greeting them with us because of your support. We share in this reward. Uh, we share in all of this together as a, as a body of Christ. And so thank you so much for allowing me to share a little bit about the Pregnancy Support Center of Westman with you today and to just encourage you to continue to trust the Lord with whatever your heavies are today, give them to God. Trust Him. Um, he is already in tomorrow waiting for you, and He's taking care of things that you don't even know you need. Um, but He's there already working on your behalf. Thank you so much for letting me share with you today. Let me just pray as we close. God, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to trust you with all the unknowns. And um, it's not just for, for us personally, but when we look at the needs around us, it, sometimes it's overwhelming. It's just so overwhelming to see the great need. But we know, God, that you are already in tomorrow working details out for us, and you're just asking us to trust you and to let that sweet presence of your um, faithfulness rest upon our hearts as we trust you with what we need to today and what we definitely need tomorrow, things that we're not even aware of. So God, thank you for just taking our worries, our concerns for tomorrow, uh, 2023, and what that's going to look like going forward. Thank you for taking all of that and um, and letting us today just rest in the sweetness of, of your faithfulness and and allow us to share um, kindness and, and sweetness and um, goodness with the world around us today. That's what the world needs from us. They need a representative of who you are. So God, thank you for the privilege of being a part of this great big family and how we can work together to do good in our community and for each other. So thank you for all of this, Jesus. We pr pray this in your precious name. Amen.